Hey everyone, it's Pacific, and I'm here today with a very special guest episode from The Sheridan Tapes. The Sheridan Tapes is one of my current favorite fiction podcasts. Um, I've actually currently been binge listening to the entirety of it, trying to catch up with the current show, because they're currently crowdfunding for their fourth and final season. So, this is your last chance to support the show. Right now, they're seeking to raise $12,000 with additional stretch goals that include new music, bonus episodes, and maybe even a live show in L.A. Crowdfunding runs for 30 days from November 11th to December 11th. Taking inspiration from gothic fiction, cosmic horror, and classic detective stories, the Sheridan Tape uses oral storytelling, found audio, and in-character narration to create an expanding mystery that emphasizes existential dread, uncertain reality, and confrontation with forces beyond our understanding. All of this, of course, is seen through the eyes of simple people, hoping against hope to find redemption and set old wrongs to right. Equal parts Twilight Zone, Doctor Who, and True Detective, Season 4 will consist of 25 half-hour episodes, along with four mini-episodes released in the lead-up to the premiere. Again, the Sheridan Tapes is absolutely phenomenal, so to really emphasize this, check out one of my favorite episodes from the show. And if you enjoy it, consider supporting the Sheridan Tapes on SeedSpark. I've left a link in the description below, and I encourage you to join me in donating. I really want season four to happen, and I want it to be the biggest and best season of the Sheridan Tapes. So, without further ado, enjoy this week's episode. Unfortunately, no, I haven't. Well, I did. I left my number with them, but it's been weeks, and I still haven't heard anything. Hmm. Yes, I understood that was a risk, but what are the chances the authorities can make any real connection to us, much less one they can act on? It's not like anyone outside the lab knew we... Listen, Dr. Caldwell, if I don't act quickly, we could lose any chance we have to... I understand that, but as previously stated, my work with Thoribus Oraculi could be the key to defining our next steps. I would like to continue my research. Sir... Please, let me reach out to them and... No, it's not the time to make contact. I've been keeping tabs on them like you asked, and trust me, they're not ready. Half of them aren't even in the same state, much less... Understood. I'll... Work on increasing my surveillance. Right. Thank you, Doctor. (sighs) Short-sighted idiot. (laughs) 
one, test one, two, three. Uh, uh, okay, there we go. What are you doing over there, Tyler? Huh? Oh, uh, re recording system's broken in interrogation one. I, I need to use a, a portable recorder for this. It's not broken in two as well, is it? No, just, just one. Has been since last May. What happened in May? Uh, some... Something got into the system. It screwed with the, uh, the, the electronics. That's got to be annoying. Well, good luck in there, Tyler. Yeah, thanks, Ned. You, um, you have the other one in, too? Yep. Gene Doe. Only name they gave us is Hydenella. What about you? Uh, um, Anita? <laughs> got our work cut out for us in this one, don't we? That's for sure. Want to grab something to eat after this? Sounds like a plan to me. Lieutenant Bill Tyler, recording date Friday, October 25th, 2019 at 6.31 uh, p.m. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be used against you in court. You have the right to talk to a lawyer before we ask you any questions. You have the right to have a lawyer with you during questioning. If you cannot afford a lawyer, we will be appointing one for you. If you decide to answer questions now without a lawyer present, you have the right to stop at any time. Do, do you understand all that, Amanita? Is... Uh, Amanita, the right name? I, I understand there was a lot of confusion at the scene, so I, I, I just want to make sure we didn't get it mixed up with someone else's. I understand that you've been through a lot today. I know. And I know you're tired. I'm only going to ask you these questions because they might help us understand what happened. The situation we found you and your friend in is... Well... We'd like to make sure that everyone's okay. <clears throat> Could you tell me a little bit about how you first became involved with uh, Templi Profitum? Uh, Amanita. It's, it's a beautiful name. Did, did the church give it to you or did you choose it for yourself? What did you love most about Templi Profitum? <laughs> the love of the prophet was enough for us all. It was always enough. The, uh, the, the prophet? Right. Um, that was, uh, he... <laughs> Not that kind of prophet. Sorry? Not that kind of prophet, Lieutenant Tyler. That's the next state over. But you already knew that, didn't you? Tell me about that love for the prophet. Did, did you all feel the same way about it, about it? We did. We feel and reflect and sense and share in that love. We all do. Behind and before us within and without us, 
we share in the love of the prophet, the love of Adam, and the love of God. What were the, uh, how, how would you describe your ceremonies then? Amanita, how did you share that love with one another? That's better. Though ceremony is the right word. Ceremony bound us together. Ritual. Do you know what the real power of a ritual is, Lieutenant? Um, not really. It's the repetition. The unity of being it reinforces completing the same actions as your neighbor, saying the same words, honoring the rhythms of life in this way, it shaped me. It shapes all of us. Did you know that even walking is a ritual in its own way? Have you ever thought of that, Lieutenant? What do you mean? As we grow, we learn to move in our own bodies. It's slow clumsy, but at a certain point, maybe when we're very small, maybe when we're fully grown, we settle into a pattern. We imitate the way our parents or older siblings walk, stand, gesture, translating it into our own bodies, and over time, you stop having to think about it. The fascia. The web of viscous, tensile tissue that connects the parts of our body together binds to the place we tell it to without us even realizing. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Miss uh, Amanita. I, I'm not sure I understand. Fascia has no consciousness. At least, not that we know of. Yet it contains within it an expression of our consciousness. If we hunch because we're used to being criticized at home, the fascia assists us. It binds together the stronger tissues in your neck and shoulders, muscles, ligaments, tendons, and turns them to stiffness, knots, and curves. It makes sure that when we walk hunched, trying to make ourselves small and unseen. Our skeleton doesn't crumple beneath us like a cardboard tube. The web of tension it creates keeps us upright. It keeps us safe. And the longer the tension sits there, the longer you walk in this way, the more burdened you feel. You never ask for it, and you don't know why it's happening. But it's only a physical expression of an emotional pain. One that exists because for years you had to hide. So walking becomes a ritual. One that you repeat every day. A form of yourself that you practice continually until you either change the ritual or the ritual changes you. And the rituals of the prophet are meant for the collective body, not just our own. Amanita, if we could change direction a little here, we're, we're trying to figure out what happened at the compound. Sometime during the night of Wednesday, October 23rd, David Nathan Robinson 
the purported leader of Templi Profetum, died in the presence of you and your fellow worshippers. I'd really appreciate it if you could help me figure out why that happened. You mean Horatian? Of course, Horatian. Uh, I'm sure his loss was difficult for you. <laughs> Thank you for your concern, Lieutenant. But he isn't lost. What do you mean? As much as I like you, I cannot tell you that. You aren't one of us. What can you tell me then? You asked about our ceremonies, yes? You want to know why we didn't bother to call for help when he collapsed? Yes, I... I would like to know. We had our main ceremonies once a week, every Saturday night. Sundays were for contemplation. Mondays and Tuesdays were devoted to the needs of the community. And Wednesday was preparation night. A kind of lead up for the big event on the weekends, if you will. Wednesday was my favorite day. It's the first of the four holy days, each deeper than the last. It may sound silly to say we had four holy days each week. But it wasn't, not to us. After you break the barrier into the holy and forbidden, what else is there to do but return there as often as you can? What does that have to do with... And how would you do that? R return there, like you said? To those without ears and those without eyes, hearing and sight, are lies and delusion. The path forward cannot be seen or heard by outsiders, but I'll try to explain it in a way you'll understand. We took part in the body of the prophet. That was the first step. And when you say the prophet, you mean the... The being that appeared to you as a fruiting psilocybin mushroom body? Yes, innocuous to the unenlightened eye, called poisonous by those who do not believe. Yes, that is the prophet. The first judgment between the righteous and unrighteous. And what would happen to you after you took part in the, uh, the, the prophet? Unity in thought and body within and without oneself, in your own body and in others, unity, seeing within and without as the constructed and unnecessary divisions that they are, knowing the mind of your beloved as your own, there was movement like medicine, colors appearing as symphonies as you looked on the faces all around you, heaven so that the dull illusion of the earth fades to nothing beneath it. The divine made flesh, and the flesh turned to... Amanita, are you, are you okay? I cannot speak these words. <sighs> what about your full legal name? Can you tell me that? 
I'm sure there are people who are worried about you. People who want to know you're okay. Family. Friends. Partners. Anyone? Look, we can't reach out to them if we don't know your name or where you came from. Can you tell me that? <sighs> How about when you first joined Templi Profetum? Can you at least tell me that? I joined three years ago this December, just after the solstice. <sighs> All right, Amanita, I, I can see that you're tired. I promise, once we're done here, we'll find you somewhere comfortable for you to rest. I can see how much your faith meant to you. It must be... I know it's really hard to have your life interrupted like this. I just need you to answer one more question, and then you can go. Please, tell me, in your own words, what happened on the night of October 23rd? You have inquired rightly... I'm permitted to tell you this much. Horatio was the prophet's mouthpiece. He was not our leader, as you call him in your ignorance. The prophet's words were in his mouth, but we obeyed only the prophet, not him. But on that night, he rose in joy and said that the prophet had finally marked him for rebirth. The day that we had been waiting and praying for had finally come to pass. The unity we had weeped and worked for all these long years would finally be here. Unity meeting eternity, no longer limited to ceremony only in the temple, but unity, continuous, universal, never ending and my weakness I fear this day but I trusted his words and the holy word of the prophet we all trusted and we all watched as Heresium climbed the altar and partook of every part of the prophet After an hour, Heresium began breathing heavily. Then he started chanting, leading us in invocation. I had never spoken the holy words in the temple without the prophet guiding me, and it was terrifying. Without his light, our voices sounded like... like hey, hey, it's okay. You're here now. You're... You're safe. Our voices sounded too large, too loud. The reverberations in the temple shook me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Perhaps the building wasn't actually shaking, but the spirit of the prophet was making his home in Heresium. Heaven was coming down to earth, and it was weighty, dark, and terrible. I was ready to run from the room in terror when Harrison began to recite 
the story. The familiar words caught my heart, and we all recited it together. What is the story? You would call it our gospel, I suppose. A pearl of great price to us and all who follow. Aminidev, have we met somewhere before? We recited the story all through the night. Heresium's voice faded, and our voices rose to fill the gap. His body turned swollen, purple, and blue, before finally he collapsed. He laid in the midst of the congregation, unmoving and unbreathing. We surrounded him and continued to share the story with one another. We weren't afraid. We knew that it was only a matter of time until his return. Were you expecting him to... What? Come back from the dead? (laughs) Oh my... No, not Horatium. He was gone beyond all hell. We were waiting for the Prophet's return. Waiting for its return? How exactly? In Horatium's eyes and mouth and ears and body, the Prophet would return through his perfect vessel and we would all partake once more and achieve a final unity at last, forever. Excuse me for a moment. Oh God, what the fuck is this? Oh good, you're still here. God, Bill, you would not believe the shell shot coming off of Witness in 2. Barely been able to get three words out of him. Uh, not, not a great time, Ned. I, I, I need to get some fresh air. Oh, jeez. Looks like you got your hands full in there. What'd she say? Anything we can use? Unfortunately, yes. That bad, huh? Hey, you know that Chinese place at the end of the block? I think they have happy hour tonight. That sounds good. Excuse me. Uh, Ned. So, hide Nello. Uh, mind if I call you Hyde? Hyde Nellum's a bit of a mouthful. Mm. All right then, Hyde. I'd like you to walk me through what happened the night of October 23rd. Why didn't anyone stop the... The Prophet's mouthpiece. Herisium, David Nathan Robinson, whatever you want to call him. You all let him go through with it. Why? Mm. I mean, y'all just let him eat your prophet. Eat the whole thing right there in front of you. Why? You seem like an empathetic person. Why would you let Horatian put himself in that kind of danger? You must have known that mushroom body was poisonous in large doses, right? (sighs) Listen, 
well it takes. It, it was as the story foretold. Herbisium made sure we all knew it, forwards and back, for the ceremonies. We had to make sure we repeated every word together, exactly the same. That's where the link came from. How we linked our bodies and minds together. How we would communicate wordlessly with each other. And, and that was supposed to carry into time outside the ceremonies after we... We... So what happened? Did he return? Did you end up ingesting the prophet after all? I... I, I was... It, it wasn't... Uh... I need you to understand, Hyde. I'm on your side here. <laughs> Might not seem like it now, but... I know what it's like to be an outsider. To feel pressure to fit in. Wanting to belong. Wanting to feel secure. That kind of pressure can get you wrapped up in all kinds of crazy things. So believe me, I understand. And hey, if you did ingest the prophet mushroom, all of you, well, we're going to find out either way. Sooner or later, someone's going to get sick, fess up, or let something slip. But if you tell me right now, you're going to be the one who helped us solve this case, right? You get to be the hero this time. So, how many of you partook. It wasn't. I was trying to... She saw the eat and Adam standing. Bear the sting of unity less. What are you doing? Tie, bind, joining yet still. Adam. Eve in there knew the mind of God. The earth. Word is spoken. Remember well. New home once more. The promise. Roots of heaven, not the union. Be at one. The name of time and the source of all that was and was not and will be again is within me and without me and beyond me and below me and before me forever and ever. Can I get some help in here? Bill Tyler, Friday, October 25th, 2019 at... 10.03 p.m. God, another long day. And another weird one. It's... The, oh, hey. What? Oh, hey, Ned. Hey, yourself. Any word from the hospital? Yeah. Every member of this fucking cult is in a coma. Except our two friends from this afternoon. Wait, what? Yeah. Some of them were just passed out before, but... Not anymore. Nominita and Hyde are looking a little worse for wear themselves, turns out. Ugh, scratch that. All members of Temple Profetum, minus the man currently playing host to the world's most aggressive mushroom colony, are in a coma. Mother God. God. Damn it, we were 
just getting somewhere. Might still have enough to go on. Have you reviewed the recordings yet? Yeah, I just finished, though. Both of them seemed to hit the same wall before we got any actual answers. Wow. Really? Yours also ended up... Yeah, rambling some incoherent religious mantras. Yeah. Interesting. Must have been the poison starting to set in. Maybe they both ingested more than they let on. I wish we knew what the symptoms of this thing were supposed to be. I mean, it definitely sounded like they were out of it, but Hyde had these weird little pauses when they were talking. They didn't finish any of their sentences, and then they just start again in the middle of another one, like they were being, I don't know, muted or something? Off and on. Wait a second. I wonder if... No. No, it can't be. But maybe. No, uh, hold on. What are you doing there, Bill? I, I'm, I'm listening for something. <laughs> gonna, gonna tell me what you're looking for there, bud? Here. Listen to this. so well. I didn't. Uh, I just matched the timestamps on both files. We have to show this to the chief. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess you're right. I'll, uh, I'll save this and send it over How to the you. hell did they do that? <laughs> I don't know. Not my department. Oh, come on, Tyler. You aren't the least bit curious. You were with her when it happened, same as I was. This is because of that mushroom and the implication. The implication is that two poor loners were tricked by some whack jobs colds and dosed up with enough hallucinogens to, I don't know what, besides put them both in a fucking coma. And now we've got a hospital full of these people, all too comatose, to give us any answers. It's a dead end. Calm down, Bill. I'm only saying this. What, this means something else to you? Planning on going out and arresting a mushroom later? You trying to build a case against it? What? Hey, relax, buddy. I know it's late and you're frustrated. Yeah, there isn't much we can do, no matter what. It's just... I'm just saying it's strange is all. Just... Strange. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it sure is.
The Sheridan Tapes, episode 33, Priestly Altar, Saintly Grave. Starring Jesse Steele as Bill Tyler, Ezra J. Wayne as Ned LaRoe, Alejandra Cejudo as Amanita, Cal Manier as Hyde, and Sam Taylor as Dr. Ren Park. With original music by Jesse Hogan. Written by Virginia Spots and produced by Trevor Van Winkle and Virginia Spots and made possible by our supporters at patreon.com slash homesteadcorner and at ko-fi.com slash homesteadcorner. Visit thesheridantapes.com to view additional content, Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and connect with us on Twitter at Sheridan Tapes and on Instagram at The Sheridan Tapes. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, this is Homestead on the Corner, and you're listening to The Sheridan Tapes.